Janita, I'm wondering if you've noticed this phenomenon where some Navajos feel like they're caught between two worlds, the traditional Navajo culture and the modern Western world. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I think that a lot of people really feel that they have to make a choice between who they are. Are they Diné or are they contemporary? And I think that that kind of poses a problem. Why can't we be both? Haley Laughter actually found herself stuck in the middle and pulled herself out with the help of Navajo ceremonies and yoga. Today, she is a healer who uses yoga principles along with Navajo traditions to help people like her bridge the gap. I love yoga, so I'm so excited. I know that there's a lot of similarities in the practices. This is Changing Woman. I'm Laurel Morales. Today's lesson, You Are Sacred. I'm Janita Benali. This is a story about an owl, a coyote, and a yoga instructor. This was when all the animals, the the universe was um, just animals. And all these animals heard this noise, and it was a beautiful noise, and they didn't know where it was coming from or what it was. So they all gathered together. The owl was like, what are we going to do? We need to figure this out. We need to find out what this noise is. So Coyote says, I know, I know, let's do this. Why don't we send up a bird and see if they can find that sound? So they said, okay, okay. So they sent up the first bird, which is a falcon. And the falcon flew up all the way up. And then he came back down. He's like, I can't make it. It's too far. My wings won't carry me. Haley Laughter often sings and tells stories like this during her yoga classes. But these traditions weren't part of her upbringing. A pixie-like yogi who can drop into a backbend like she's tying her shoe. She's a self-taught Navajo who grew up in Salt Lake City. I was um, raised in a Mormon family, Mormon-influenced. My mom went to the Mormon placement program, and my dad went to boarding school. So not really a lot of culture because, one, living in the city, and two, I think because maybe because of a lot of that historical trauma influenced our home more so than culture did. For over half a century, Mormon families took thousands of Native children from their homes to teach them the Latter-day Saints' life. The Navajos adopted new identities, often hundreds of miles from home. When they finally returned to the reservation, they felt they didn't belong. Three generations of Navajos and their kids are now left to deal with these cultural and psychological consequences. Haley Laughter is one of them. Living in the city, being a Native American, and not really knowing your culture, it actually drives you or makes you feel like, you one, you don't belong. Number two, it drives you to want to find out where you come from and all the different ceremonies and the language and being around your people. You really start to question those things because you live in two different identities in the city. When she was 17, Laughter found a sweat lodge in Salt Lake. Her brother was also searching, and she went with him to peyote ceremonies. But Laughter missed out on traditional Navajo ceremonies like the Canalda, the coming-of-age ceremony for young women we heard about in the first episode. She was too busy being a mom, a teenage mom. Then, at 20, Haley had three more children, but she says the relationship with her kid's father stunted her growth. 
as the relationship was crumbling, I was putting my energy into my yoga practice more and more and more and more. And through that that practicing and consistency, I was transforming from the inside out. Yoga happened at the same time that I was questioning who I was and where I come from. A lot of Navajos face this identity crisis at some point, whether they were brought up on the reservation or off. It's spurred on by systemic historical trauma that has affected generations of Navajos. As we've heard in other episodes, the list of the attempts to wipe out culture, who we are as Diné people, as Navajo people, is long. From the long walk to boarding schools to the Mormon placement program, many Navajos have turned to drugs and alcohol in order to cope. There was a point when I could have gone to alcohol or drugs. I held on to a lot of anger. My mom died when I was eight years old, and I grew up with alcoholic parents and a chaotic, you know, childhood. And it was through yoga that I was able to process that energy differently. We can use that emotion, the fire, to either destroy and hurt ourselves and others, or we can use that fire to promote growth. Laughter says if you don't break the cycle of historical trauma, it will be passed on to the next generation. She didn't want that for her kids, so she said it ends with me. Laughter started posting pictures of herself in yoga poses on social media. The pictures that I would post would be with me in like these awesome asanas. I'd have my moccasins on. And the first time that I did that, um, people were like, wow, I didn't know Native people practice yoga. I thought it was for the rich, elite white, you know? Or I thought that you had to be skinny or you had to be flexible. All these different misperceptions that people have in yoga came up. let's try the eagle. And so they sent the eagle up there, and the eagle goes all the way up to the rims of the heaven. He comes back down. And he's like, I can't do it. My wings are too tired. It's too far. It's not going to happen. So then Coyote goes, I know what we can do. We can send the eagle up and put the canary on top of him. And then he can fly off his back. He'll go up as far as he can, fly off his back and bring that sound back. At 30, Laughter moved to Gallup and opened the first ever yoga studio there. If you trust your intuition, it will lead you to the right place and to the right people and the right things. And that's exactly what happened, is I just kind of followed that little voice inside of me. Laughter started International Yoga Day with the hopes of helping other indigenous people through yoga. Anita Lara helped organize the event. The Eastern philosophy of yoga and meditation aligns with both the philosophy and consciousness of indigenous thought. Lara says Haley teaches people to merge body and spirit in a way that's rooted in indigenous traditions. And that's been very healing for many. When we decide to take charge of our body in such a powerful way, it not only empowers our body physically, but it empowers our mind and helps us heal, you know, internal generational trauma. It also helps us walk that balanced life between the contemporary and the traditional. Bring your elbows up, fill the lungs all the way up to maximum capacity, full lungs. Good. Exhale. The more you exhale, the more fresh oxygen you can inhale your next 
breath. I want indigenous people to practice yoga. I want our people to be healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I want them to feel good about who they are, being able to have self-love, self-respect. For non-Native seekers, laughter has been an ambassador for Diné culture. She provides stories and songs in her classes that offer a window into the Navajo world. And for Navajos like herself, who may have lost their traditions along the way, she plugs them into the source. It seems like you and your family do that in your workshops, Janita. We do. My brother and I, we do a lot of workshops to help youth kind of refocus the anger, the frustration, the boredom, what's considered the negative emotions, and really kind of channel that into something that is positive, not only for themselves, but for their community. Laughter starting an Indigenous Yoga YouTube channel where you can take classes from her and other Native teachers. She's also planning a yoga tour all over Indian country. First we must decolonize and then we can re-Indigenize. For someone like me who grew up not around my culture, not knowing anything, coming here and learning it, that's where I put yoga into it and re-Indigenize yoga. There are people who grew up here on the reservation, they still don't know anything about their culture. I'm trying to bridge that gap between you are sacred, you are special, you are, this is what you come from, and this is your body, like take care of your body. Laughter says it's all about hojo, a Navajo word that means harmony. Hajo is being in balance. It's about walking in beauty and consciousness, basically awareness of what you're doing and making sure that your path is, you know, good and clean to the best of your ability and making sure that you have balance, equilibrium, that you're carrying that that with you in everything that you do. They get the uh, eagle ready and the, the um, little bird jumps on and the eagle goes all the way up past the clouds to the rim of the heavens, and then the little bird jumps off. And then all the animals wait. They wait for four days, and they're getting worried. On the fourth day, the canary comes all the way back down, and he's tired. He's hungry, and he doesn't say anything. He's really quiet. So they nurse him for four more days. They get him healthy again. And on the fourth day, they have a ceremony, and then they... They wait for him to speak. And then when he did speak, out came a beautiful song. That same sound that they they heard, it was a song. And that's how the song was created. In our last episode... I can't believe we're already near the end. Yep. In our final episode, we'll meet the next generation of women who are redefining what it means to be Navajo. The final lesson is about being true to yourself. I'm Janita Benali. I'm Laura Morales. This is Changing Woman.